Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Balance Wand Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and I'm so happy that you're here. I cannot believe we only have a couple more episodes before my maternity leave and before I take some time off because I am having a baby any day, any day, any week. It's funny because I record these intros just a little bit ahead of time and who knows what could happen by the time this episode comes out, but I'm sure I can just imagine that I haven't had the baby yet, but he's coming soon. So we have today's episode with my dear friend, Krista Williams, one of my best, closest friends. You probably know her from being the iconic host, co-host of the Almost 30 podcast. She also has a huge following of her own. She's been a blogger. She's an intuitive. She's a spiritual teacher. She's incredible. And she is, like I said, one of my closest friends. I think a lot of you guys know that. So now that I'm nearing the end of pregnancy, all I have the energy for, I told this to Krista a few weeks ago, is to just have close friends on the podcast, just conversations that are easy, that are fun, that are full of inspiration. And that is exactly what this conversation is. But it's so much more than just a chat between two friends because Krista is such a powerhouse conversationalist. Like she is whipping out the most inspiring quotes. She's talking about the law of one. She's a spiritual teacher. Like I said, she's so knowledgeable about fifth dimensional and sixth dimensional and beyond consciousness. So we talk about these high vibe levels of consciousness. We talk about the law of one and her law of one book club, which is channeled by raw and just so interesting. There's so much to learn from her there. We also talk about her experience eating pretty much the celestial diet, but in her own way and feeling incredible. She went on vacation with our other dear friend, Jenna, And she had been eating a really different way after that and feeling amazing. So that's something that we talk about. We also just get into so many other interesting topics like boundaries and friendship, thinking positive thoughts and not getting stuck on a negative loop in our thoughts. And just everything Krista says is highly intelligent and profound. She blows me away. I strive to just have so much amazing stuff to say in conversation as she does because she truly does. 
And I know that you guys will love this conversation. If you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on iTunes after listening to this conversation, send me a screenshot to Jordan at thebalancebond.com so I can thank you by sending you my free yoga ebook and also entering you into a big holiday giveaway that we're doing. And so I was going to say we have today's episode with Krista. Next week is either going to be a solo episode or an episode with Jonathan. And then you guys... It's time off. It's maternity leave. And a lot of people are asking me, how are you taking time off when you're an entrepreneur? How are you taking a maternity leave? That doesn't make sense. And that's pretty much true. I'm crafting my own maternity leave. And if you're interested in learning about that, listen to the recent episode that I did with Mel Robbins, who is so iconic. She's amazing. We talked about my hesitations with taking time off how uncomfortable it is for me, how challenging it's going to be for me, all of the above, but also how important and how sacred and how beautiful this time will be. And I'm really proud that I figured it out to do it. And also it's just time to go inward. It's really time for me to go inward. I could easily keep working and pumping out episodes and all sorts of other content, but I'm just feeling this pull coming from the baby, coming from the baby's soul to go inward and just listen to that inner voice. So that's what I'm doing. I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode with Krista. Like I said, she's a powerhouse. You better watch where she's going because she is doing some incredible things. And I'm so thankful to have such an incredible friend like her. And before we get into this episode, I would love to thank our first sponsor for today's show, Beekeepers Naturals. So before every podcast interview, I use Bee Immune Propolis Spray from Beekeepers Naturals because it's so helpful on your throat. It just feels amazing. It coats your throat and makes you feel so good. And it's also really, really good for your immune system. As a podcaster, it's good for your voice. And also because the holidays are approaching and it's just a crazy time for everybody, it's really good to use Propolis to help support your immune system and keep your body healthy. If you're starting to feel run down or if you live in a cold weather place, Los Angeles is still really warm, but we do have our cold days. And I also just love that Be Immune Propolis Spray is my daily ritual to support my immune system. You guys know I'm all about the holistic healing. Everything I use has to be TBB approved and Beekeepers Naturals is very TBB approved. It's certified keto, paleo, gluten-free, natural, always third-party tested, and free of artificial colors, preservatives, fillers, alcohol, gluten, GMOs, pesticides, and refined sugars. And they are also On top of being these clean and effective products that actually work, they are female-founded. We have had the founder, Carly Stein, on the podcast. I know she's also friends with Krista. She was at Krista's wedding. So everything comes full circle here. And I love the way that they take care of the bees. Bees are crucial to our planet's health. About one-third of our food supply would be lost if the bees disappear. They're committed to sustainable beekeeping and pesticide-free products. And like I said, my favorite is the Bee Immune Propolis Spray, but they have a handful of incredible products. So you should check them out at beekeepersnaturals.com. Use the code BLONDE to get 25% off of your first order. 
Go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash blonde or enter the code blonde to get 25% off. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash blonde or enter the code blonde. Start feeling better today, every day. Tag me on your Instagram when you try them. Also makes a really good stocking stuffer. Just saying. Gifts. It's the gift giving season. And now let's get into this episode with Krista. Krista, I'm so happy that you're here. Yes. How to even transition into just starting this? Because we were just admiring Hudson for 10 minutes. Yes, we were admiring Huddy. We got to be together last night mm-hmm. and this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of which was a quality dream. time. I know. When I saw you last night at the event, I was like, oh my, I just was like, thank you, God. Like I just, so when Jordan and I have to go to events, you know, for our jobs, it's so much fun and usually so beautiful. But sometimes if you don't know anyone, it's like that high school girl vibe where you just get nervous. You're like, do I know anyone? Is anyone going to be my friend? Is anyone nice to me? Like it's, it's weird. So whenever I see people I love and I got to see you, I was like, oh my God, I just feel so relieved. I was like, oh, and you never really go to those. I don't go so to I was blown away. You're probably shocked to see I me. I was really, I was, I was, I was like, wow. <laughs> yes. I pretty much go to zero events that, mm-hmm. um, that I'm invited to because it's just a lot of energy and being nine months pregnant mm-hmm. is a lot going to events. But it was for Array, a company that mm-hmm. we both love and like friends. I, mm-hmm. fe- I felt like it was the event of two friends. And so I really wanted to support them and go. And I just didn't know, is this going to be really intimate? Who's going to be here? Having all the same thoughts, really. Mm-hmm. And then I saw you walk in. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, I'm so happy I came. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy I came. Same. I was so relieved. Yes. You were full waddle mode. I was waddling. You guys, it is unbelievable. It was unbelievable. The waddle was, I just was like, oh my God, we're at waddle level. Mm-hmm. How did we get here? I know. I know. And you've seen the whole pregnancy. The whole from... pregnancy. I cannot believe it. I know. Like I remember the beginning, but like you in waddle mode. It's so weird because I think this is what happens on the outside. Like if you told someone, you know, nine months, they'd be like, that's a long time. And you're like, okay, you have nine months change. Like you could change your life in nine months. You, yeah. You've created life in nine months, but it goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. It like hasn't, this has flown by for me. I know you've been, your back and sciaticus probably made it seem longer though. Yes. In a way it's gone fast. And yeah. in a way I feel like I've been pregnant for a really, really, really long time. Yeah. Especially because I had those chemical pregnancies in January and March. So in a way, I do feel like I've been pregnant all year and it's been an initiation Mm -hmm. for sure. And pregnancy also, this is like, this is something that shocked me is 10 months. And, you know, we think it's nine months because we're always told it's nine months. And I still want to figure out why that is. It's 10 months unless you're having twins and then you're like, you know, they induce you really early. It's crazy. So it's I'm such a like non-trusting person. I'm like, what kind of system are they trying to like, what are they trying to, you know, you should hear me go off. Somebody (laughs) asked me the other day. I'm like, let me tell you all the reasons why I think they tell you it's nine months. Yeah, I honestly, I'm like, what are the, I just, whenever I, I, whenever you wake up and you kind of see things differently, you're like, oh, this is because of this Mm -hmm. with our school systems or finance or government. It's like, you look at everything that way. So when I hear that, I'm like, huh, what is the reason why they say nine months? 
I know. I would love to know. I would really, really, really love to know. Because what is it? The average time from of pregnancy is 10 months on your first one? It's, it's for all pregnancies. So like 40 weeks is like a typical pregnancy. Some okay. people go into labor at 37 weeks. That would still be full term. Some okay. people carry their baby until 42 weeks, mm-hmm. depending on if your doctor is okay with that or your midwife. Um, and that's over 10 months at 42 weeks. So I don't really know where the whole nine month thing comes from, but you start counting. So when you find out that you're pregnant, typically you've been pregnant for four weeks because that's when you can take a test and it can be positive when you've missed a period. And so I guess you could say that's four weeks. You're been pregnant for a month, but also you could say that that's the first day that you found out. And then it would be nine months from then. But if you're counting that whole first month, that's 10 Wow. Gosh. I know these things. And I'll never forget that. Yeah. Well, it's always things I I wish I would have known ahead of time, just because it's something that you want to know. You know what? I also found out about ultrasounds. Hmm. So ultrasounds, my friend's a doula. So oftentimes when babies get ultrasounds, they'll like put their hands up, the baby, like it'll look like it's waving, like it'll look like it's moving or have like energy. But because when someone, you're putting the ultrasound device on the belly, it actually becomes really loud in the uterus. So the baby's trying to cover its ears. Oh, I know. That's so sad. So, you, so oftentimes people will think, oh my God, they're waving or they're saying hi or their hands are up in the air. And it's like, they think they're actually trying to cover their ears because it's so loud. Because they're perturbed yes. by what's happening. <laughs> I know. I sometimes get messages from people who are really knowledgeable about, mm-hmm. about birth. Mm-hmm. And because this is all so new to me, obviously, um, saying second guess the whole ultrasound thing and you don't have to do these. And ultimately I had to just tune out some Mm -hmm. of that noise, even though I'm grateful for learning Mm -hmm. because it's just so hard to navigate the whole process. And it's like, because of my health history and I am with a doctor at a hospital, they do that stuff, Mm -hmm. but you can refuse anything. Mm -hmm. And like I was telling you today, I I refused this one standard procedure Mm -hmm. and I was made to feel like the biggest idiot, you know, ma'am, are you okay? This is your life. It's actually crazy. Every time I talk to you, you guys, it's like Jordan has to stick up for yourself in another way. And it actually blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's intense. And I just want everybody to know that they can do that. You can always stand up for yourself. You can refuse anything when it comes to medical procedures or anything that you're not comfortable with. Because the first thing they're going to make you feel is that actually you're not able to do that. And so I'm happy that I do know so many midwives and doulas. And I knew this was something that I could say I'm not comfortable doing. And you know, what's interesting is Jonathan sort of alerted you to that this might happen last night mm-hmm. through like kind of an annoying way that was not of him, but of something else. And it's so interesting that you found out because it might've been harder to, to not say yes to that procedure. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Now that you were alerted, which is very interesting I that know. you were. I know. The universe is always That's working fate. in mysterious ways. And I think too, I'm not a I'm not a mom, but I'm hopeful and excited to be one. But it's like I think about this and I think about this in any part of my life. If I can't create boundaries now with myself and even for you, like with your son, it's like when would we, when will we, like, when will the, the inspiration or the reasoning for us to create boundaries be great enough for us to do it? Hopefully 
with motherhood, it is that reason. And it's like, you need to set a boundary for you and your son. Cause like your son needs to be the ultimate priority and what you believe to be best for him. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I think pregnancy is a huge initiation into motherhood, because if you're going to let the medical system, for example, walk all over you now and your baby's inside of you and alive and growing, then when are you going to draw the line? You know, when they're Mm -hmm. here, are you still going to be blindly listening to things that maybe don't feel super comfortable? So you're totally right. The boundary thing is so huge. Mm-hmm. And when that day comes for you, I feel like you're going to be really good at it because you're really, really good at boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Everyone says that. And I like, I guess I am. I'm, I've gotten a lot better, but I think that I'm like, yeah, it's funny because people say that I am and I don't, it's not something that I would say is like my strongest thing. So I'm always like really surprised when people say that, you know, with you, when people say things about you where you're surprised, you're like, huh. Yes. Do people perceive that about me? Yes. And so I'm always surprised because I am good at boundaries, but I wouldn't say I'm like the boundary queen. Mm-hmm. My friend Debbie Brown, she's like literally the boundary queen. It is crazy and so inspiring. Um, so I think with boundaries, it's like you could always be better because I also think there's the actual boundaries that you you set externally in your life that I could be good at. But then there's like those internal boundaries of like, am I going to let this reoccurring thought take over my Mm -hmm. mind, which I struggle with, you know, those like reoccurring thoughts, or sometimes I have like poor boundaries with, yeah, some type, some relationships where I feel like I'm not having balance. I will kind of have blurry boundaries because I'm wanting to feel love from them or wanting to feel accepted from them. Mm -hmm. So I could be better, but thanks for that reflection. Yes, Mm -hmm. of course. Of course. I perceive you as so good with boundaries because Mm -hmm. you are such a good communicator Mm -hmm. and you don't really back down in your communication. I feel like you're a very clear communicator and that helps a lot with boundaries but you're very right. The recurring thoughts are a whole other thing. Boundaries with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's something, that's a theme. I'm not even surprised you brought it up. That's been coming up in my life so much mm-hmm. lately, noticing negative thoughts, yes. recurring thoughts, how much more stressful and worrisome these thoughts get when you have them over and over and over. So I've been trying to only have them once or twice. I mean, of course, this is so subconscious, but mm-hmm try to wipe it out subconsciously after I think a couple times something irrational like Mm -hmm. this person must hate me because oh my god I forgot to invite their mom to my wedding like you know know. that kind of thing and then I'm like no that if if I let this go on it will eat me up eat me alive I know we both do that we were talking Mm -hmm. about that this weekend how I just was talking to Jordan I'm like oh my god I feel like everyone hates me I feel like you know all my friends are talking bad about me or all these things. And what's happening is really like we're addicted. Like our brain or our body is actually primed for the um, chemical responses that we get from these negative thoughts. And for so many of us, like I grew up thinking negatively or thinking that negative thinking was normal for most of my life. So when I started to awaken and I started to really reprogram my thoughts and think about being a positive person or think about having good mental thought hygiene, I had to really work on like that chemical dependency I had on finding negative thoughts, which was really me trying to keep myself safe. It was really a protective mechanism for myself to be like, if I'm always thinking about negative thoughts or worried about the bad things or focused on my shame, then in a way 
I'm giving myself hope because I'm giving myself hope that things could change. But then I'm also just kind of giving myself something to do. Like, okay, maybe if this person who I perceive to be mad at me isn't mad at me, then I'm okay. Maybe if I'm accepted by this person, then I'll be okay. Or maybe if I'm in this situation with my job or business, then I'm okay. But when I'm not there now, and I think I realized that one day when I was meditating, I just got done meditating and I was sitting there. I felt really, really good. And then something came up that bothered me and my thoughts. And I was like, oh my God, I'm thinking about that thing, that negative thing. And then a moment later I had lost the thought and I was like, and I could feel my body trying to find that negative thought to focus on. And I was like, oh my God, my body is literally trying to feed and get the chemicals that it's used to having every single day from this negative thought or emotion because it gives my body something to do and it gives me something to do from an ego perspective. And so I really, really try to be mindful, but it it can be hard. And I think a lot of it is like in the grids and the collective of LA, there's such power in this energy of LA. It's very, very fascinating. We talk about it all the time, but it's very dense. So I find myself sometimes getting caught up in feelings and emotions that aren't really mine, but I'm picking up on and I'm processing as if it were truth. Mm-hmm. That's such a good point. Such a good point. I've been thinking a lot about that lately too. And we've both experienced being on vacation from yes. here lately and just peace of mind, mm-hmm. feeling so happy. I mean, living in the fifth dimension as we, you know, kind of joke about, but it's also true. Yes. I feel like LA couldn't be more three-dimensional and it's really hard not to get caught up in mm-hmm. that and everything that exists there going on. And so something I was so excited to talk to you about on here was your trip mm-hmm. to Ibiza mm-hmm. and just how good you felt and all the things that you brought back with you into your life that mm-hmm. you that you learned. Yeah. So I was with one of our dear friends, Jenna. So me and Jordan and Jenna are like super close. We're talking all the time and you guys are such important people in my life, truthfully. And with you both, it's just, there's no psychic debris. Like there's no, there's nothing but what we're bringing and there's no insecurity. There's no projection. There's all just truth and love. And we just have the best time. So I was in Ibiza with her and you were going to go, but your pregnancy um, kept you here. And I just was like living the Jenna lifestyle and the Jenna lifestyle is a freaking vibe. It is so nourishing and she's so well-resourced and she's so in her feminine and she listens to her body and she rests. And she just like has this beautiful way of living her life where she gets everything she needs to get done. Like she's very on mission, her mission with human design, her mission with being a spiritual leader, but yet she is super well-resourced and super well-rested. And so for me to see that, I was like, wow, because in LA, it feels like for me to be on mission and for anyone listening, for you to feel like you're on purpose or feel like, you know, you are living your highest expression. I felt like I have to be tired, exhausted. I have to be working all the time. I have to be putting my work above my rest or above my self-care. And I really learned a lot from her. You know, I really learned a lot about eating and nutrition and about movement. And the eating and nutrition thing was fascinating because you and Jenna eat similarly. 
and our dear friend, Peter Kelly as well. And I had always been so curious. And when I went to Ibiza, I was like, I'm going to make this like an opportunity for me to test out this sort of lifestyle and diet, this celestial diet pretty much. And I, I mean, honestly, I've kind of fallen off at this point, but I just was like, I could not believe how different I felt. My whole, I changed in a week. It was unbelievable. My face was just like sculpted and I felt more energy. I felt more clear. And there was like a deep spirituality to eating in that way. And when I say celestial diet, it's something you've talked about a lot, but the way that I was eating was mainly fruit, um, in the morning and through the afternoon, as much as we wanted, we were having peaches and pineapples and pears and apples and oranges and nectarines and all these beautiful, really beautiful, like luxurious fruit. And then we would have tons of veggies and salads and whatever we would want in the evening, but it was mostly plant-based. It was all plant-based, mostly without oils, mostly without salt, mostly without added sugar. And I just, I could not believe it. And I was like, oh my God, they've been right this whole time. And I I just had to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. You have to live it to believe it. Yes. And sometimes you have to go into an environment where it's easier to do. Because like we've talked about in our daily life in LA, it's very busy. Yes. You have you keep your schedule so full, which is a whole other thing we will talk about. Yeah. You are very dynamic and doing so many things. It can be harder to transition from running into restaurants and just grabbing easy stuff and the oils and just everything that's so normal, even though you eat healthy and plant-based to begin with. But sometimes it's easier if you're going on vacation and you're staying with someone who's really, really just lives this life. And then you realize, wait, this feels really good. Mm -hmm. And you did truly transform in a week. I mean, we have photos of your face, Mm -hmm. 100% shape-shifted from the day that you arrived so much inflammation Mm -hmm. was just gone and it's just so beautiful. And there is such a spirituality to it. It's, you become a clearer channel, Yes. whether or not, no matter how clear you were before, Mm -hmm. you become clearer in a way that's like lifting the veil and it feels so good. Okay, guys, let's talk about Four Sigmatic. I love Four Sigmatic so much. You guys know this is a passion of mine. Four Sigmatic has been sponsoring the show for, oh my gosh, almost five years. So as you know, this is a part of my daily routine. They are a wellness company that is known for their delicious mushroom coffee. Their mushroom coffee is real, organic, fair trade, single origin, and really helps you be productive because it's full of adaptogens and functional mushrooms. I've been drinking it, like I said, for about five years. We've had the founder, Taro, on the podcast. And what I love about mushroom coffee is that it's easy on the gut. It does not leave you with that awful jittery feeling or that midday crash. And it also tastes amazing. They're very TBB approved. All Four Sigmatic products are organic vegan, and gluten-free. Plus, every single batch is third-party lab-tested to ensure its purity and safety. So you know you're getting the highest quality mushrooms possible. Now, something that you're probably thinking is that does this coffee taste like mushrooms? And I can guarantee you it tastes just like the coffee that you love. It brews dark and nutty and it tastes incredible. Doesn't taste like mushrooms at all in the way that you're thinking of it. 
They also have a 100% money back guarantee. So love every sip or get your money back. But I know that you, I know that you guys will love every single sip. So we have worked out an exclusive offer with Four Sigmatic on their best-selling mushroom coffee. But this is just for the Balance Wand listeners. Get up to 40% off plus free shipping on mushroom coffee bundles. To claim this deal, you must go to foursigmatic.com slash blonde. This offer is only for the Balance Wand listeners and is not available on their regular website. You'll save up to 40% and get free shipping. So go right now to F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash blonde and fuel your productivity and creativity with some delicious mushroom coffee. Yeah, the clear channel thing, it's like, it seems really out there and woo-woo, but it's really like, I think about it now that, If I'm meeting things that feel really good and in constitution with my body and it feels like every time I put something in my body, I'm in my mind with the intention like, oh my God, I love fruit. Like I'm so excited to eat fruit. Plus it's something that my body recognizes. It's very natural. Then I'm able to really channel energy more because it's not a lot of friction or distraction because when you're eating things that are really processed or when I was eating things that were really processed like protein bars or... um, like drinks and dressings and all these types of things. It's like, that's a lot of energy for our body to expend, to figure out what it is, to digest it, to, um, you know, store it, to metabolize it, to do all these things. And a lot of that energy can be gone that we could use for other things. And then also too, it's just like, it provides like a static within ourselves too. If like I'm eating things where I'm like, uh, I'm kind of feeling shame about this. I'm kind of feeling guilt about this. I'm not really feeling an integrity with what I'm eating, but I'm going to eat it anyway. Like we know with any decisions in our life that when we're sort of like accepting whatever comes to us, we're not having good boundaries. We're not having good um, standards for ourselves in any area of our life that that can really provide us with less than um, amazing results. And I just feel like, I felt more like myself. I felt more embodied. And I really realized like the power of just whole food eating. And that's really what it is. And some people were like, oh, well, this is still a diet, you know? And I was like, oh yeah, it it definitely is. But for me, it felt like people would want to know what I was doing. So I, I would tell them. And it wasn't like I was telling them that this should be their diet. But like, if you want to know sort of the alignment that I had, which was like no oils, salt, or added sugar, then that's what it was rather than it being a diet, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know how I feel about yes. the word diet. Diet yes. describes the way that you eat. I think we can take the power out of the word diet. Mm-hmm. We've all done the, the awful diets, you know, yes. you and I lived on quest bars when Dude, we were younger. Years. Uh, we did the keto diet. Like we have a very similar whole thing and nothing wrong with keto, by the way, if it works for people. Mm-hmm didn't work for me. It feels like very masculine. It does feel very masculine. Even a lot more than the feminine. Yes. Even as I was saying that, I was thinking like for all the men out there who are keto, that's totally fine. I think for women, it's Mm -hmm. harder. But for me, taking the charge out of the word diet has been very healing, very healing. A diet truly means the way that you eat. And, you know, if people are uncomfortable with it, it's also typically a lifestyle, plant-based, no oil, no salt, low salt is a lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. it's interchangeable, but there's nothing wrong with Mm -hmm. 
a diet that makes you feel amazing yeah. and a way of life. I love that. Cause it's, I think about that with like weight too, you know, like people be like, I don't weigh myself or like, I don't have a scale, which is all good. Like whatever you need to do in your healing journey. And for a while I didn't have a scale, but for me, I realized I'm like, the problem isn't the scale. Like the problem isn't the social media accounts that trigger you. The problem is really like, how can we receive that trigger and heal? And so for me with the scale, it's like, I'm not afraid of the scale. I'm afraid of what the number says and what I perceive that number to mean about me. So I think that's the same thing with diets. It's like a diet is really just what you're eating. Like we all have essentially a diet, whether it's restrictive or not. And so when we sort of take that charge out of it, just like when I took the charge out of the scale and was like, I need to work on my relationship with whatever number comes up. If it's lower than I thought, if it's higher than I thought, that's the actual charge, not the actual scale. Cause the scale is just telling me something that's true. My problem and issue is whether I have a bad association or positive association to the number. So I think that's really powerful. And I think what has been beautiful too, and I wish people could experience this with you and Jenna, but like being with you while eating, like you and Jenna separately and together, it's like, there is no energy that you guys give off. Like I have eaten with women my whole life. And for most of my life eating with my mom, who was very restrictive, she definitely had issues around eating and her body and diet and all of that, which definitely was impressed upon me. And I've struggled with my whole life. So I remember whenever we were at dinner, there was like a conversation. And then there was the psychic conversation that was happening, which is this food is going to make me fat. I'm eating too much. They're eating too much. Are they eating that? Can I eat that? You know, that whole conversation. And I've eaten with so many women where it feels like that. And as uh, intuitive, it's like I can, and someone that's very in tune to that, I'm always picking up on that. And I'm recognizing that a lot of that is like my own insecurity around it. So it can be hard sometimes eating with women because women, especially in LA, they're like, I'm not eating. I just ate this. I need, you know, they're having a whole dialogue in their head and you and Jenna, it's like, there's nothing. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm like, I remember because especially with Jenna, when I was in Ibiza, I'm like me from the outside would have been like, Oh my God, this way feels restrictive. This feels ways, you know, feels like someone's holding back on eating what they want to eat. But then I was with her. I'm like, Oh my God, like this really is exactly what you want to be eating. And same with you. It's like, no, you're actually just eating what you want to be eating. Mm -hmm. It's that food freedom that you talked about. And I know when we were at your baby shower, Kenzie was talking about it too. Yes. Yes, totally. And there's such a joy that comes when you're, when you're eating foods that you love. Yes. I love fruit. I love these salads with cilantro and like miso dressing. And, and I'm thinking of the way Jenna eats, you know, those things too. There's just a miso. joy. Mm-hmm. She loves miso. And you just, that joy is undeniable. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're talking about. Like the feeling, especially as such an intuitive, sensitive person yes. of someone like looking at your plate oh gosh, out of can't. the corner can't, of their eye. Can't. It's still hard for me with all the healing that I've done around food and how amazingly good I feel around food. It is very hard for me if someone's like, what are you eating? Oh my God. What's on your plate? What's in yeah, your like, fridge? Are you hungry? Mm-hmm. Are you, don't, yeah. don't you want dessert? Yeah, aren't or like, you getting enough? Like, yes, yes. Aren't you getting enough? Or I actually had, so last night, or we were at, we were at a dinner, not last night, but another time. And there was a woman there and she was in front of me and we all had gotten dessert. She was eating dessert. And I was like, I noticed I looked down at her dessert and I saw, I heard her in her head be like, oh my God, should I be eating this dessert? Cause I had looked down at her mm-hmm. dessert and I literally in my head was so sorry. I'm like, God, please. I'm never doing that again. Please. I've learned the lesson. I never want to 
be engaged in that psychic conversation mm-hmm. where someone's feeling shame or something around it. And I was like, oh my God, I, I do this myself and I never want to do it again. Cause it's, it's the worst. It is. And sometimes like you're saying it happens on accident. I've done it too. Yes. You know, you glance down. We're still curious people, not yes. really about what the person's it was unconscious. eating. I yeah, have it's, no, idea. no it's, it's unconscious. Yes. Exactly. And I hate when I do that too. Yes. I hate when I notice that the person saw and I'm like, no, no, no. I honestly don't care what you're yes. eating. I want you to feel amazing. Yes. I want you to do whatever you want to do. And then that's all a psychic conversation. Yes. Like you're saying. With, with, with women, it's like, and this has been like my struggle with women in my life, you know, for so long, cause I've been healing, working on healing the mother wound for so long, which has been so prominent for me lately, but men always felt more comfortable for me or the masculine more so was like, because there's less of the psychic conversation happening. And sometimes with groups of women or with women, there's always two conversations happening. There's the one, and then there's the multidimensional psychic conversation that's happening. And for intuitive people, and especially someone that's sensitive, it's can sometimes be hard. You're like, Oh my gosh, are we talking about what we're talking about consciously? Are we talking about what's happening unconsciously? Are we talking about the energy? Like mm-hmm. it's a lot. <laughs> it is to pay attention to all those yes. things. It's very overwhelming. Yes. This is why I don't like being in big groups of people. I know. Because do you ever feel the more people that are around and that are like a part of the conversation, the more, well, yeah, you're picking up on yes. everyone's psychic energy. Yes. Yeah. I it's was, a whole lot. Actually, I'm curious about this with you. So like, I was thinking about lately, I'm like, do I want to be saying hi to strangers more? Like top walking in the street in LA, people aren't very friendly and, and which is fine. Like, you know, we're all doing our own thing, but I'm wondering, I'm like, is it something I want to engage in is saying hi and engaging with people and saying like, hi, how are you? When I pass them on the street or not, because sometimes I feel like I will see them and we'll make eye contact and then I'll read them or like, I'll be too involved in their energy. And I'm like, but I don't want to be mean to people. What do you do? I know. I know. It's so funny hearing you say this brings up this morning when I was at the doctor's office, yeah. it's just making me think about um, walking to the elevator, at standing at the elevator with this older woman. And of course we're both wearing masks and this is a very like medical environment. Mm-hmm. And I saw that she was looking at my stomach and really wanting to ask about the baby. And so I was like, oh, she really wants to engage. I'm going to try to t- so I just said, hi, kind of, or like, you know, what floor are you going? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so she started asking about the baby and all this stuff. We rode the elevator down and then there's a long, long walk through this huge hallway to get to where you're going. And I just felt myself like suddenly feeling like, even though I, when we were not together and mm-hmm. I could be walking ahead of her and I, you know, am walking ahead of her. I feel like I'm with her now. Like I want to like stay and walk slowly with her and ask her about her life. And it was a very hard decision for me. Like, do <sighs> I now like suddenly be with her yes. as my guest, my plus one at the doctor's yeah. or do I like, just, are, you, are you my mom? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or do I just let it be what it was? Yes. And I'm not really sure. And that's always really hard for me. So I actually mm. walked ahead and stuff, but I felt really bad. I wanted to be like, have a nice day. And also like, where are you going? And all yes. this stuff. You're it, like, Jordan's like, and also are we friends forever? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, are exactly. we forever in each other's lives? Yeah. I know. It's, so it's hard because sometimes I think it's, it's so mm. nice to exchange. I mean, I wish people in LA were friendlier to each other. I, I wish know. there was a lot more talking but it's hard to gauge the other person too. Mm -hmm. Like you also don't want to overstep. Completely agree. Mm -hmm. And especially, I was thinking too, like as a woman, that's what really stopped me was like, and this isn't like 
about anything about how I look or anything like that. But it's just like, as a woman, it can be hard to say hi to everyone because you're like, are they going to talk to me? Are they going to follow me? Like you, Mm -hmm. sometimes it can be like unsafe, I feel like. And that's something too, where I'm like, oh, I never want to go down that route of engaging in conversation, but that too, yeah, that too. And that happens all the time too. Mm -hmm. And I have this I inherited this from my mom, this extremely approachable like personality or aura and everyone, anyone and everyone will go up to my mom as if they know her, know her, know her. And that, and it's always been like that with me is too. So when me and my mom are together, it's laughable how much this happens and it does. And then last night it happened just, you know, this man came up and said goodbye to me outside of Erewhon and the Palisades as if we had been, you know, talking in together for hours. And I've never, we never (laughs) crossed paths, but I was thinking, okay, I don't want this to make me uncomfortable, but it is. And so I totally hear what you're saying. I know. And yeah, it's like with that man saying goodbye to you, I think sometimes people, it's funny because with you, people are probably looking at you and like, I don't know if you've ever felt like this. Maybe he's looking at you and he sees someone else. Yeah, that's true. Because you're so like shape-shifty. Like Uh maybe he's like, sees someone completely different. Yes. Have you ever like been somewhere and you're in a conversation with a group of people or something or you're watching something and I felt like sometimes when I'm there, if I'm hearing something that really resonates with me, I'm like, I feel like what they're saying is different for everyone else. Mm -hmm. Like they're saying something, but actually there's 10 people here and 10 people are hearing completely different things. And I'm hearing something different. Yes. 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 I've always felt like that. I'm like, is what's happening there? This is, that's, that's my current perception of life. Yeah. What you just said is that everyone's reality is different. Yes. And being in a lot of close relationships has made me realize everyone's reality Mm -hmm. is different. Something could be said to a group of people and some people will hear it completely differently. Someone could find it totally offensive and send them into a horrible spiral. The other person might have not even heard. And we are all living these different realities all the time, mm-hmm. even when we're in the exact same situation. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and with your, what they, what they say too is like with your aura. So when you have any um, trauma, it basically provides this like distorted view on your aura. So you see the world through the distorted view on your aura that really is your trauma. So when you heal your trauma, the part of your aura becomes healed and it becomes clear. But it's like, we all have these different realities that are mostly created by these distorted views or these distorted parts of our aura that are created by our trauma. So mm-hmm. you're kind of viewing the world through these different perspectives. But I know I felt like that too, where I've really been And like, and that's something, you know, I knew we were going to talk about law of one, but in law of one, they talk a lot about the higher self and the higher self being a six dimensional being or entity that really is, um, a future life in our time space version of you that exists and is here to support you along your journey. And when I thought about like the question, people would always ask, like, do you believe we're in a simulation? And do you, and I know you've talked about this too. Do you believe we're in a simulated reality? And I actually would read information and blog posts and stuff on that. And I would feel really doom and gloom. Like I would feel the point of what is the point? Mm-hmm. Who cares? If we're not in control. What is the point? Like, or like, what is, if this is all a game, like, why are we here? Or if someone's controlling us, but then I realized that I really do believe that the simulation is almost like our six dimensional higher self, which is a part of 
God source. We are all part of God source, but that six dimensional self is even closer to God source in a sense than we are is almost creating this simulation for us to catalyze and grow and evolve. Cause in third dimension, it's really the dimension of polarity of, of choosing, of choosing your path of service to light or service to dark service to others or service to self service to self being the negative path service to um, others being the positive path. So in this um, reality, we really came here to grow and evolve and to really learn about ourselves. God put us here to really learn about him or herself. And so if our six dimensional entity or being is creating this like almost simulated reality for our greatest growth opportunities, then it technically is like a simulation. Like it technically is an opportunity for us to evolve and grow as much as we can in this, in this 3d time. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I mean, I totally feel that. And I love talking about this stuff. I'm so excited to talk more about the love one with you. Mm-hmm. And while we're on this topic, just something that's totally related to this with what you were saying about trauma and like mm-hmm. how it informs the way that you see the world. That's one reason why I love plant medicine so much, mm-hmm. which is just one avenue of kind of like playing around with lifting the veil or clearing the veil, even for a short period of time. Mm-hmm hopefully longer periods of time. It just depends on the experience. And I remember being in a plant medicine ceremony and every, so the shaman would be speaking and often singing in a different language and every, and I'd be hearing it in English and I would be hearing exactly what I needed to hear or what my higher soul was telling me or my ancestors, knowing that every single person in the room was hearing something different And that we were all hearing it on different timelines because some people weren't conscious enough to hear it then. So they're going to be hearing it later. And just like seeing how all the circle and how all these timelines are completely different. It's just wild. And in those moments, sometimes in a plant medicine ceremony, you just have this clear lens and the, and the trauma and your life and who you are, even as a person, none of it really matters. And so you just hear it's so fascinating. Yeah. I think too, like I've also had, I don't know if you've had this too, but some teachers or some material or some concepts or ideas, it's almost like you'll see it and it completely does not resonate or integrate. And that's even like Eckhart Tolle. Like I loved a new earth, but I also didn't really get it. And like a lot of the teachings of uh, my coach, sometimes they would speak and I would be like, I really like, it's not resonating. And even law of one at times for some people, because it's a really, really dense text. It's like very metaphysical. It's very direct in the language. It's very um, precise in the wording can be like one of those things where you're seeing it and it's not integrating at all. You're not really understanding. And I think we always hear and understand or perceive things at the right time. And it's like, if the person in that ceremony was at a different level of consciousness, they would be able to perceive or hear what they needed to hear. But within law of one, it's kind of like that where I found it in 2019 and I felt like I had awakened. Like I was like, Oh, I kind of have an idea of what's going on. I feel really with it as far as like my conscious evolution. And it completely blew me open. It changed my whole perspective. And I was someone that before Love One saw unity consciousness and we are one as spiritual bypassing. I was like, oh, that's bypassing. If you're saying we're all one, or if you're saying that, you know, 
that unity consciousness is the way. And with the text, I was able to really understand and integrate it in a way that feels really true for me. And it feels like it's the only way. And it actually gave me like freedom and permission to sort of not look at or shame myself for feeling like that spiritual bypassing was true. Um, but the law of one is a channel text. It's six dimensional. So it's from a six dimensional entity in the 1980s in Kentucky. It was a group of people that were working with channeled, uh, beings through their, um, meditation group through their research. And they were able to channel Ra. And Ra was basically the God that came down in Egypt that was supportive of the Egyptians. Uh, Ra is the sun God and Ra is a social memory complex, which is um, a bunch of six dimensional beings that come together to um, serve um, us in our evolution. And it really is like a bunch of questions and answers about our evolutionary process. And it helps us to understand the universe in like a really powerful way. It's so amazing. Mm -hmm. So amazing. I mean, I'm so happy that you introduced me to it mm -hmm. because, and I actually, I want to, you know, get back into reading it because I was so into yes. it. So into you it. You can listen to it and on YouTube too. That's cool. Yeah. And because it is dense and, yes. be, you know, it's those things sometimes you go in and out of, but, um, how did you find it? Like, how did you get interested in the love one? So I watch Gaia. Do you watch Gaia as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I watch Gaia and there's a few practitioners and teachers on Gaia that I really, really resonated with and liked. And there was one person who I would watch a show called wisdom teachings. And it was an amazing show with David Wilcock. And basically it was like him in a PowerPoint presentation. It was like the most low budget thing I've ever seen. And he would always reference the law of one. He'd always be like, well, in the law of one, they talk about this and that. So I was always curious. And so I eventually in 2019 just bought the books and just started reading it. So I found it through someone on Gaia. I love that. Mm -hmm. And now you have the book club that mm -hmm. you do with Erin mm -hmm. and tell us more about that. Oh yeah. So when I read Love One, I just knew how profound it was and it just gave me so much tools and answers and clarity on so much that I realized that I wanted to bring the teachings through to people, but it felt like I wanted to bring them through in the actual text and not like through me because they're more so teachings of the text. And Aaron Abke, who's one of my friends in the spiritual community, he has done a lot of work on Love One. He's done a lot of YouTube videos and different, um, different things. And I was like, you know, I'd love to do a book club because I do feel like something that came through last year was like a lot of the teachings that are profound and powerful and life-changing are already out there in the world. Like there's already the new earth books. There's already the Bhagavad Gita. There's already women who run with wolves. There's already these powerful, powerful books. I would love to like bring them through in conversation and community so that people can really work with the material and profound teachings that are already there. So in book club, it's like a community-based book club where we teach them the entire raw material, which is uh, five books. Actually, we go through the, the highlights and the concepts. We do a Q and A, and then we do conversation together. I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. And yeah. That's so true. So, so much good stuff is already yes. out there. I realize that more and more every day. I'm like, why am I not reading yes. all day, Same. all day, every day? Because we could be learning from everyone yes. throughout history. And I used to have this really naive idea that because we live in the 21st century and we have access to information mm -hmm. and knowledge that we just know more now, quote unquote, I actually think they knew more I know. back then, you know, ancient times, Egyptian times and yes. reading a daily stoic about stoicism and Greek philosophy and all this stuff. Maybe they, and it's not 
a matter of who knew more and who mm-hmm. knows less. It's just they had less distractions yes. and they were just as evolved human beings, if not more. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Yeah. So it is good to dive into all that stuff and to bring it to people. Mm-hmm. I think that often with the Course in Miracles, because that's another really dense text. Yes. And it does kind of take like a teacher that you resonate with. A Course in Miracles is radical. Yes. I literally am like, I, I've been reading Course in Miracles this year. And sometimes I'll look around. I'm like, um, what? Like, it's <laughs> just know. Course in Miracles is like 5D. Like it's yes. literally, I think it's Jesus channeled 5D. Mm-hmm. And the part about Course in Miracles that always blows my mind is talk about spiritual bypassing. Like if we are using the concept that's like called, when it talks about like basically anything that is not love is an illusion. And how base, so I, that I think of that in my life where like, I'll see a missing, like a sign on a pole that says missing cat, you know, can you help me find my cat? And that would, I basically, I'm like, oh, that makes me sad. That's an illusion. Mm-hmm. Like you could basically see everything as an illusion among so many other things. But one of my favorite quotes from A Course in Miracles is you expect not too much of the world, but too little. And I really, really think that's so powerful because I think for so many of us in our lives, like we go through our lives and we're like, even for me in my dreams, you know, I was writing down my manifestations the other day. I'm like, I want a house. I want, um, like a new outfit or like whatever I was writing down. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so boring. And this is all possible. Like, how can I think outside the box of what I'm asking for from God as one of his, one of his like people that's like working, he's working through. And there's so many people in our lives that we just don't ask enough out of ourselves or our lives. And I think we could really do a service to ourselves and others by just like asking God for more. I totally agree. I think I, yes, I think when we shatter those perceptions of what's, Mm -hmm. what's possible, that's when amazing things can come our way. And that's how miracles happen. Mm -hmm. You just have to believe that miracles can happen, ask for them, go after them, take action. Mm -hmm. It's just so easy to then be like, actually, no, I'm Mm -hmm. just going to do all the boring stuff and, and do what everyone else is doing, quote unquote. And then look at the people who are doing these massive, amazing things and, and kind of think, how did they do that? Well, they believed in themselves. They believed in miracles. Mm-hmm. They asked God for more and they worked for it. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Mm-hmm. What is, and yeah, Course in Miracles is all about like the belief of miracles and just like the experience. It says, it talks a lot about how miracles are normal. Everything else is not. Mm-hmm. And that concept too is so radical because you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, how can miracles be normal in my life? And I think even it's almost like synchronicities is the baby step towards miracles. Cause I think you and I both like we experience synchronicities all the time. And it's like, that is the best feeling when you have a synchronicity, you're like, Oh my God. Yes. Universe has my back. As Gabby Bernstein would say, I'm on purpose. This is magic. Life is fun. And then that's like the next step of having miracles happen. Cause I can't even I could think if I thought about it for a while, but like, what is a miracle that I've experienced, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't know if we've all experienced a miracle. Yes. I know. I would be curious if mm-hmm. you've had miracles. Have you? Your, I have. Your health, yes, probably. Yes, I definitely have. Yes. I mean, I think miracles can also be really small. Yeah. I think it's a miracle that Huddy and I found each other yes. when when I adopted him. And same yes. with your cats. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's true. So there's small miracles. And of course, yes. we could say everything is a miracle, but big miracles. My health, mm-hmm. 100%, just transforming 
from this fear-based thought of Mm -hmm. you're going to be sick forever. There's no such thing as healing from chronic Lyme disease or doctors saying there's no such thing as chronic Lyme disease, which is even worse because Mm -hmm. then there's really truly no path to healing, Mm -hmm. to being pregnant with this healthy baby, to having energy, to some days having so much energy that it actually scares me because I know (laughs) that the crashes come Mm -hmm. when you have that much energy and just riding that wave. But that energy is a miracle because that's what I prayed for, Mm -hmm. for, for probably seven years. Mm -hmm. And and the baby, like the baby's a yes. miracle. Just when yes. you think about the way the babies form from these little poppy seeds, mm-hmm. even smaller, they mm-hmm. form from nothing, the egg, poppy seed. And now this massive, you know, he's probably five and a half pounds inside of me, hence the waddle, hence mm-hmm. the everything. Massive miracle. And other miracle. I mean, you know, it's it's just life is like full a, a of synchronicity. Yes. Like if you look at a tree, you're like... Actually, I think we were talking about this the other day on our walk or like months ago on our walk, like a miracle. (laughs) This is so silly. I'm obsessed with trees that bust through the concrete. You know, when you drive so on the, and you walk on the sidewalk or you drive on the sidewalk and the concrete's all busted yes. and, and like I up remember and down the and crazy. tree that, yes. was, that you're thinking I was of. like, fuck yes, trees. Like, yes. F yes, go trees. Like bust through that concrete. Like, I feel like that is a miracle. You're like, it trees is. never stop. It is. Nature is a miracle. Yes, that's so true. And the fact that nature knows what to do and nature yeah. adapts to this crazy world that we've inserted into nature. Mm-hmm. That's a miracle. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's very true. But there's other miracles. There's you know, other miracles. Anything... I know I need to look. It is a miracle. Justin's a miracle. I do feel like it's a bit of a miracle. Like I am who I am. You know, I just yes. feel like I didn't really have... I had a fine, I had a fine upbringing. Like I'm really grateful that, um, my parents were together most of my life and, you know, yada, yada. But I'm like, oh, sometimes I'm like the unconsciousness environment that I woke up in were grew up in, which I think a lot of your listeners can relate to. And then to grow up and be conscious. I'm like, there's a lot of opportunity to stay unconscious in life. Cause right now as a conscious person in quotes, I go unconscious all all the time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like sometimes I'll like catch myself. I'm like, oh my God, where did I go? I know. And I'm just grateful that I woke up once and I just kept waking up. Yes. You know, that's a huge miracle. I know that's something that we should touch on is the fact that just your upbringing and mm-hmm. you are from Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I think so many people listening are from middle America mm-hmm. or from all over the world. And they might not have access to these spiritual communities that we get to be a part of here so lucky. in the city. Yes. Yeah. So I know we're both so lucky. Okay, let's talk about my favorite plant-based meal delivery service. It's the holiday season. Everyone wants to feel amazing. We just don't have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of extra time in our schedules. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. So you want to feel better about what you eat, but sometimes it's hard to find the time and the energy to prepare healthy meals that also taste good. With Saqqara, you can reach your health goals without sacrificing taste. Saqqara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients, and they're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. Their menu changes every single week, so you never get bored. That's something that I've never found with other meal delivery service companies is that 
um, I've never found so much variety because not only are they always switching menus every week for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, they're also switching chefs. So chefs from different cultures, different cuisines, everything is always creative, chef-crafted, and fresh, delivered anywhere in the U.S. And then along with Saqqara's delicious plant-rich meals, They also offer their daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience the power of plants as medicine with their best-selling metabolism super powder made with organic raw cacao. It works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. They have received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, and the New York Times, and so much more. So right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to saqqara.com slash balanced or enter the code balanced at checkout. That's Saqqara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash balanced to get 20% off your first order, saqqara.com slash balanced. What's it like also like when you go home? Are you just so different than everybody else? So yes, I am. And, um, you know, my favorite quote maybe of all time is Ram Dass. He says, um, if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week with your family. I love that. I love My favorite mm-hmm. because our family is just like the greatest teacher and trigger for us. You know, like if we want to find an opportunity to go unconscious, it is in those deeply woven stories and patterns that we have with our family. So for a long time, I think until the past couple of years, I would go home and just have this like anger inside of me that I felt like there was just, just a grave injustice <laughs> that had been done to me in my childhood and growing up with the way that I grew up in my family. And I just would be judgmental. I would be like, oh my gosh, are they drinking regular milk? Like, uh, and I just would be so like poo poo everything that they did. And actually the law of one was really helpful for me in really understanding like The law of one says, you know, for those to wish to sleep, what we could offer would be comforts for their sleeping. And that basically means that for people that are unconscious or asleep, you know, we deem asleep. It's like, just support them in their journey by making them comfortable in their sleep. It is not your job to be someone that's waking everyone up. It is not my job to be responsible for everyone's healing or for everyone's awakening. And I felt like it was for a long time. I was like, I need my parents to be awake. I need them to be on the path like me. I need to be them to be doing these things. And that was just my spiritual ego, you know, really trying to like be and act like I knew better. But I feel like when I go home now, I have such a great gratitude for growing up in Ohio. Like it is so beautiful there. It's beautiful. Um, It's green. It's lush. There's like a lot of trees and um, it really made me who I was. And I feel like there's something really special about it. But I used to feel like suffocated. I used to feel different. I used to feel judgmental. I used to feel just like I wanted to get out as fast as possible. It was like very uncomfortable, but for anyone listening, you know, that's in an environment where you feel like you're in a place that doesn't match the vibration that you're at now, or doesn't match your frequency or doesn't match your um, interests. What I would say is to take that as a serious sign that it might be time for you to leave or move, you know, leaving and moving was the greatest gift for me to be around people that I felt like were aligned to what I was aligned to, but then also to check in with your spiritual ego, you know, how is your spiritual ego keeping you separate? Because anytime in our life, when we are finding reasons to be separate from, we're not really in the most or on the most spiritual path because separation is not this, the way of spirituality. Like if I'm looking at my mom, I'm like, Oh my God, milk again. Ugh. 
that's not spiritual. Like that's not my most aligned, highest expression. My most aligned, highest expression is like, huh, she likes milk. Good for her. I don't, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and accepting that. Um, but creating almost 30, our podcast with Lindsay and I was really the impetus for that because I felt like most of my life I was a black sheep and this is how a lot of wanderers feel. And you are a star seed. I'm probably a wanderer, but in the love one, they talk a lot about wanderers and star seeds and wanderers are basically higher dimensional beings or entities that come back to earth that are from our galaxy. And star seeds are from different galaxies, but come to this galaxy and to our earth from a higher dimensional frequency. So you can be a wanderer or you can be a star seed. And I'm probably a wanderer and feeling like the wanderers are usually feel alienated. We feel like we're different. We feel like the black sheep. We sometimes, um, feel like, um, we're the only ones that think or experience things in the same that we do. We sometimes have physical ailments because we've had, and this is probably yours, Sometimes wanderers and starseeds have physical ailments or issues because they have a high band of frequency that comes through their body in a 3D body. And it can be really disorienting for that high band of frequency to come through a lower density body, like third dimension. So long-winded story, but I understand how you feel and I've been there. And I can tell you that the deeper you get into your work, the more liberated you'll feel when you have the triggers of your family or home that you don't feel aligned with. Such a good tip. It's so true Mm -hmm. because when we're judging somebody else because we think that we know better, it really just makes us miserable. Yes. It really does. I try so hard to release judgments that crop up because it doesn't, doesn't the other person, maybe they feel it, but you feel it as a person. And that's so much harder. Yes. And that's not, and I just always want to be real about things. It's like, how is someone feeling better than someone else spiritual? Mm -hmm. How is someone having dogma in their life of being like, I have to drink this celery juice every morning and do yoga this way and be this person and express this way. And if you're not doing that, you're not spiritual. That's Mm -hmm. not spiritual. Like the God that I know loves all beings, loves all things, even those that I, those that we deem unlovable and love is a boundless with God. So I just have to always come back to that because I think when I was on my journey, especially before I had Red Love One, I was kind of in that spiritual ego place. And especially in my relationship with my husband, I was like, oh my God, you have to come to yoga with me. You have to come to Kundalini. You have to do all this stuff. And he was like, I'm not interested in that. And I'm like, you're not spiritual. Mm-hmm. And he's I was like, going to say, I accept you for who you are. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The beginning of the spiritual journey often has a lot of spiritual ego. And yes. then I think shedding that over time is a, just a whole new phase, yes. a whole new layer. And that's true spirituality. Yes. Um, it's hard. It's, it's yes. a lot. It's yes. so, Did you ever have that? The ego? So, I don't think you had that. Um, I mean, I can think of circumstances for sure. I mean, if I think of being around my family and things that I just felt I was so superior because of um, spirituality and health Mm -hmm. and whatnot, and not even really my parents, but, you know, more, I guess, where I grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think sometimes it would show up as ego and sometimes it would show up as just feeling so different, so alienated, like you're saying, and, and often when you're alienated, you judge. Yeah, of course. You know, because you're like, like I want to validate or I want to like make it about them, not me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or with me, it used to come up a lot with alcohol yes. when I stopped drinking alcohol and I was still pretty young and every single person I knew 
drank a lot of alcohol and that would show up as like a spiritual ego where I would just look at them and kind of think like, you just don't know any better. And oh my God, why do you think this is fun? And I just, I don't view it that way anymore at all. I mean, I think it was so egotistical of me truly to to think that in the beginning, but it was Mm -hmm. obviously coming from my own insecurities of like the decisions that I was making and not Mm -hmm. feeling like I was accepted. And this has been a journey Mm -hmm. and to get past all that has been so freeing. And I know from all the questions that I get in my DMs and emails, a lot of people feel that way. Like, how could you ever stop drinking? It's like the social norm. Yeah, it's really hard. And then there's a whole journey that comes along with it that's going to teach you a lot of lessons. And eventually you'll be in a really good place with Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I stopped drinking when I was 24, 25 until probably 30. And I have a drink, maybe two drinks a year, just maybe three. I don't even know. Um, But that was probably the most profound choice I ever made for myself. You know, that is the kind of choice that gives you a lot of confidence that um, helps you um, understand and create boundaries that helps you understand your relationships because maybe you have relationships where you just kind of drink together and you get drunk and you laugh about being drunk and you see things so clearly. The amount of things I saw clearly where I would be like, oh my gosh, this is interesting when we're drinking and we're drunk, it's almost like we're time traveling because you leave your body. Your soul leaves your body pretty much. Your body's sort of acting in this way and you don't remember anything. I didn't really remember much when I would go out, but I really enjoyed the next morning where we would connect again. And I was like, huh, I'm noticing that I like these like more conscious conversations where we're laughing, we're enjoying each other. We feel relaxed, but I don't love it when everyone kind of leaves their body and I'm talking to like robots. And, Mm -hmm. And I felt like a robot too at times. And I realized too, how much like, I just was disrespecting my body and I was disrespecting my future. You know, I would work all week and then drink on the weekends on Friday and Saturday. And then I'd be nursing my hangover Saturday and Sunday. And so the time that I could really dedicate to my self-care, to my relationships, to myself, to my future, I was spent on the couch. And I'm like, who am I serving? Am I serving myself or am I serving something else? If this is not serving my highest good and it's not serving my highest expression. And I know that it is a social thing. I lived in Ohio where people drink like crazy, Chicago, like people drink like crazy, New York, people drink like crazy. And there are tons of people that don't drink. And what I would do is just get a soda water, hang out, go to bed early, you know, and I would notice when people would feel uncomfortable if I was sober and they weren't. But that was just them because I could tell that sometimes people would get uncomfortable because you start to really just get insecure sometimes when you're drinking anyways. Like, you know, people get insecure. So if someone that's very present is like, how are you? And you're like kind of losing it. You're like, oh my gosh, this feels weird. But yeah, I'm grateful for the non-drinking journey because I would never go back. I'm so grateful for it. It's, it's the best. 
It is the best. It is. And it's good that, that people can know that you can also, that you cannot drink and you yes. can also have a couple of drinks a year. Like you do. It doesn't have to be this like rigid rule, especially for those of us who haven't necessarily had like an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it feels good to just have the hard rule, like it does for me of not drinking at all, which is a whole other thing when it comes to decision-making and I'm an abstainer. I don't know if you have like ever right, looked into that kind of that. thing. That would There's be like me. moderators and abstainers nope. and people. This is like a Gretchen Rubin thing. I'm an abstainer. Um, I'm an abstainer. Yeah. And it just feels good. I'm and, zero or a hundred. Yeah. And she talks about in her book, I can't, I'll have to look up what it's called and put mm-hmm. it in the show notes. Um, you know, it's easy for moderators to judge abstainers and abstainers to judge moderators because we all commit to things in different ways. I'm just not a moderation person. I'm not with anything, with Mm -hmm. anything at all. And that's why it serves me so well to live the way that I live. But some people could look at it and say, she's so restrictive. And I could just say, I feel amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's again, two different realities. We're always coming at things from different realities. Mm -hmm. I think I've looked at moderators and been jealous of them. Yeah. It would be nice to be a moderator. Honestly, like I'll see them at dinners and they're eating like a pe- a bite of cake or something. And I'm like, oh my God, that's my dream to yeah, be like, I me. just want a bit. Or they're like, yeah, I just did a little bit. I just did like a 20 minute workout or I did. So I've always been like extreme. Always I just push extreme. it to the limits mm-hmm. and then I'm like, move on to the next. Mm-hmm. It's I like, know it's crazy. Jonathan's a moderator. Like I think he, men are more moderators. For sure. For sure. I would like to think that. I think you're right. Yeah. I think, you know, it's easier for Justin's them to do like things in moderation. I think, yeah, men are like that. And I think our husbands are even more like that than most. Yes. Which is probably why there's such a good balance for us who are maybe more yes. extreme than most. Yes. Justin will always say, he's like, oh, you, are you, because I get obsessed with things. Well, he's like, oh, you do it till you hate it. Mm-hmm. He's like, you, you love it till you hate it. I'm like, that is so true. That's how I am too. And that's why I had my blog, a hundred blog. It was called the hundred blog because it, it was keep it hundred, which is like, keep it real. But it was also like, I do something zero or a hundred. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that double meaning. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Totally. Last night I was looking into after we were at dinner and oh, yeah. we were talking about, um, the sleep chronotypes. Oh yes. Oh my and, God. This is my favorite thing ever. Oh, such a good conversation. Such. And the different chronotypes are bear, yes. dolphin, lion, wolf, maybe something else. And I was looking it up and I'm a dolphin, up. just like we knew like all about the insomnia. Yes. And that's how, that's how I've been my whole life. And I was reading about dolphins and like, cause it's a personality You're a thing too. And the personality was dolphin types get so obsessive about everything that they do. It does not equip them for teamwork. This was like quote unquote thing. And, um, and yeah, so obsessive and perfectionistic about what they do. Being in a creative career really serves them. It, it was just so spot on. It was so funny, you guys. So we were at a dinner last night and someone was like, oh, have you heard of the chronotypes? And Jordan's like, yeah, like dolphin. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And she's like, yeah, there's different chronotypes. And I was like, oh, can you explain them? And she explained them. She explained one of them. And she's like, maybe Jordan, you're a wolf. And you're like, yeah, maybe. And then she explained the dolphin one and she was like, insomnia. And I was like, oh my God, you're a dolphin. Literally. It was so you, it hurt. Yeah, it hurt. It hurts. I was like laughing so hard looking it all up last night. You are a dolphin. Yes. Which one do you think you are? 
I don't know. I sleep really well. I'm the lion probably. So yeah. she said, I want to look the it up. The lion or the bear. I'm a the lion bear or the bear. rises with the sun. Okay. Kind of, you know, circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, sleeps really well. Okay. I think goes to sleep kind of early. That's me, the bear. I think you're a bear. I'm the bear. I'm surrounded by bears. Though. Bears is bear. Life is Jonathan life. Jonathan take the quiz. He's a bear. Really? He's a bear. You're a bear. Yeah. I love. Yeah. I sleep. I go to bed at like nine. I wake up when the babies wake me up and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. I sleep really well. I've been so grateful in my life because <sighs> not sleeping is torture. It's totally torture. It's torture. Yes. Reading about the dolphins too. It says the only arguments dolphins get into with their friends and family are because they're so sleep deprived that that will cause. No, dolphins can't nap either. Like, yeah. And I can't, I mean, it's so funny to say dolphins cannot nap because I, I cannot nap. I don't nap. I've napped a couple times pregnant and I've napped a couple times in my life when I've been really, really, really sick with like the flu. That's it. What time do you go to bed? 12? I could try to go to bed at 12. I'm typically, Two? I like shut everything down around 12, okay. you know, try to sleep, all the stuff to put my book down, whatever I'm doing, turn off the lights. Jonathan sleeps. I am not kidding. I am usually awake thinking and tossing and turning until three or four. And then Babe. I sleep and then until you get like at nine. nine. Mm-hmm. So baby is going to be amazing for you. Yes. You're I think he'll, he'll get me on a good schedule too. I mean, I think it'll be better for me. I honestly. actually think it will be too. I think so. Cause I'm going to be so tired too. And the only time I can really sleep at night is when I've had many sleepless nights and then I'll like completely sleep. Wow. Mm-hmm. I do think having cats, it's like really messed up my sleep. Yeah. They wake me up every single morning. I know. It's like they want what they want. They want what they want. They'll like come in my face with their little paw and they're like, meow. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Ready for our food. Ready for, ready our, for food. our organic Fourth, applause. Yes, 4.35, ready for our food. Yeah. And then we go on a field trip in our hallway, which you do, the hallway yeah. too. Yes. We have to like entertain them as much as we can. I know. I saw that you guys were doing mm-hmm. that this morning. It's mm-hmm. so cute. It's so cute. I love it. So what are you manifesting in your life right now? Mm. Hmm. I'm working on, oh, my law of one deck. So I'm working on a deck. I'm manifesting just like a great process for that and an app. So there's, um, love one has a very specific, um, part about tarot. So it really, really talks about tarot as not a tool for divination, but really a tool for study. And it talks about how important tarot astrology and Kabbalah is to understanding the universe. And so I created my own law of one tarot deck, taking the teachings of tarot through law of one. And then I also created my own 72 card tarot deck with this beautiful, like modern, cool, art. I really just want to make tarot modern because I feel like it's not modern. Like all the drawings are like old and red and like weird colors and all this stuff. And so I'm making a deck and an app that's coming out next year, which I'm so excited about. I'm manifesting just like easy process flow, great acceptance for people to get the vision and the idea and love that I want them to receive. And that feeling of like magic that you feel with decks. I want them to feel that every time they use it, whether it's in the app or on my, um, in the actual physical deck and then a home. I want a home. I like, I was looking at homes all morning. I'm just like, oh, I'm ready to be in a home. I'm ready to be in a big space and feel, and big doesn't mean 50 rooms. It just for me means bigger than what I'm living Mm -hmm. now and like grass and nature. I just, 
I need more of a yard. I need more, more nature because our apartment is amazing and beautiful, but it's also very, very loud and in a very, very busy area. Mm -hmm. And I can feel that energy all the time. Totally. Yeah. So where are you looking? I'll show you the ones I looked at today. There's actually really good ones out. Um, I think it, I've been looking all over California, probably out of LA, maybe someplace in California out of LA. Um, but I'm open. I'm open. I hope God makes the path clear for us to go where we need to go. But I think right now I'm waiting on sort of like Justin's process with stuff and then we can make moves. Mm -hmm. California outside of LA would be amazing. There's tons of options. I was looking, yeah, I was looking everywhere and I found really beautiful places, but yeah. I know. It's a whole conversation that will be ongoing. It's a whole vibe for sure. Because then also I'm like, do I want to buy? Like, what is that? Do I I want to buy because everyone's buying? Like, I know. You know what I mean? It's a really big undertaking. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll have to show each other our houses. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I know. I have one that I found last night that I left too. A house as well with nature. Yes. Really, really specific about Mm -hmm. the nature, the yard. Because, you know, we found several houses that we loved that didn't really have the nature that I really, really want. And so now I'm leaning into what other things I'm willing to give up so that I could have that nature, Mm -hmm. like, you know, space perhaps inside the house, as long as the yard is like amazing, Mm -hmm. um, serenity, that type of thing. And then really manifesting, as you know, my writing, like working on multiple different ideas right Mm -hmm. now for books and still kind of just knowing that when the baby comes, I think I'll be guided in whichever direction I'm supposed to be, um, on what type of book that's going to be that comes first, but I'm just manifesting the focus to do that Mm -hmm. and the space and to not be so inundated with my daily life that I am right now because I, it's harder for me to write. I'm so all or nothing. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm either writing a book mm-hmm. or I'm doing all my other stuff and mm-hmm. it's very hard to do both. So same. Mm-hmm, really manifesting that because it's really important to me, but also really trusting that the timeline is fine. There's mm-hmm. no rush. I've always been in a rush about that because I know it's my calling. Um, so also just manifesting like the ease of, of maybe it's not right now. That's yes. okay. And maybe it is. Mm-hmm. That's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think cause we're, cha- I was just thinking this, I think cause we're channels too. Mm-hmm. Cause like when you channel and like, you're not saying, not that I'm seeing people that do moderate moderators don't channel, but like when you're, it's like, it needs to be coming through for mm-hmm. you to be like, okay, I'm writing. Yes. You can't force it. Yes. And I've tried. So yes. I know you cannot force it. Yes. You could. It wouldn't be very good. I just want to feel so good mm-hmm. about putting putting whatever it is out there mm-hmm. and manifesting just beautiful time with my baby when he's mm-hmm. born and not feeling the pressure of any pressure. I just want to feel peace. Mm-hmm. Peace is so good. Mm-hmm. So good. It's so good. Yeah. I know. Oh my gosh. Well, so you've been on the podcast. I think this is your third time on the podcast. Yes. And what you've been on ours twice. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've probably asked you most of the rapid fires, but I'll just ask you a couple because it's fun. Remind us of your sun rising and moon sign. Sun rising is Pisces or sun is sun is Pisces. Rising is Virgo. Moon is Sagittarius. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And then you have Capricorn and a lot of other Yeah, planets. I have four houses in Capricorn. My Mercury's in Aquarius. My Venus is in Taurus. Um, my Scorpio's in Pluto. 
I think all of ours are. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but like, don't you feel like you like, I think this is the point of astrology, but you learn your chart and you like love yourself more. Oh, of I'm course. Like, I'm amazing and obsessed. unique. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think everyone, everyone should feel that way okay, about good. their chart. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with my chart. Yeah. I'm like, it's, oh my God, girl. Like yes. you have great balance. <laughs> I know. And yeah. you are mm-hmm. though. Water, earth, fire. Mm-hmm. And you're like main mm-hmm. three right there. Mm-hmm. I see all of that. Yeah. I feel it too. Like before I felt crazy and now I'm like, oh no, I'm just balanced. Yeah. So you're a Virgo rising. Yes. I'm surrounded by Virgo rising. My Virgo. Who else is Virgo rising? Jonathan. Jonathan? He's mm-hmm. Leo sun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pisces moon. Oh my God. Yes. You guys are, you guys are similar. Yeah. Very. Yeah. The Virgo rising is such a vibe. Lindsay's yes. a Virgo. Every single person in my life is a Virgo besides you and Jenna, I have literally seven or five or six of my like closest friends are Virgos. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? Yes. I only weird. have a couple. Really? Something that I noticed about Virgos, this is like my own theory about mm-hmm. Virgos because you know, everything they say about Virgo is like super practical, type A, mm-hmm. organized. And, and while that may be true, all the Virgos that I'm close to are some of the kookiest people I know, like in the best way. Yes. Like very silly, wacky personalities. My nanny who raised me is a Virgo. Jonathan's mom is a Virgo. Carlin's a Virgo. Carlin's a Virgo? Yes. My friend Claire. I see her as like an Aquarius or something. I know. And this is why I have, and she doesn't, I I mean, I think, you know, she's told me this before, doesn't really resonate with like all the traditional aspects of being a Virgo. And that's why I have this whole other view of Virgos too. Wow. My mom's best friend, Janet, who she grew up with, um, Virgo. And again, like she does not fit any of those. The, I'm thinking of like some of the most just like, when I say kooky, I mean it in the best way. Yeah. Those people. Maybe it's like a carrier sign where it's mm-hmm. like it supports and amplifies the other aspects of their chart. Because I yeah. know some that are super organized and super one way. The kookiest people that I know have been like Scorpios. Or Gemini's. Yeah, that's true yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. I don't have many Gemini friends though. Yeah, I love have them, a couple, but I love air signs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. You, you yes, love air I'm, signs. I'm an air sign girl for Not sure. My vibe. <laughs> Not my vibe. <laughs> yes, we all have a sign or two we feel that way about. Yes. I definitely do too. Um, okay, so those are your signs. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And human design remind Projector us. three five. Love it. Yes. Love it. Love Splenic it. authority, I think. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. I just don't re-downloaded Jenna's app. I was like, oh, I need to like check on it. But yeah. yeah. It's such yeah. a good app. It's such an amazing app. And we talked about what you're excited about, mm-hmm. what you're doing. What's your dream vacation? Mm. Egypt. Justin and I are going to go to Egypt for our honeymoon. And um, we've been meaning to go. We're going to go with this guy that teach that guy, this guy that does retreats on Gaia. So his name is or he's just this very interesting person and the perspective that he comes from is very like alien and like UFO and kind of very out there. So we were looking at retreats in Egypt and we're like, we didn't find one that felt like it had the alien kind of extraterrestrial vibes. We're going to go to Egypt for like eight days. And I'm so, it's my dream. That's so exciting. I'm so excited. Is he into this stuff too? Yeah. Justin is like, yes, completely. That's Sacred so Sacred geometry, cool. like all of that stuff is his favorite. Oh my God. Yeah. You have to like, come back with so much I'm info gonna, for all of us. I cannot wait. Yes. That's just, I mean, it's going to be like stepping back in time. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Mm-hmm. And it's so going to be like special. activations and just like, yeah. I cannot yes. Wait. Oh my God. So cool. Mm-hmm. Who are your mentors? Mm. 
someone that I've been learning from lately that um, I really respect and love is Russell Brand. He's like an unknown mentor, but I really just love how he brings humor through, how he brings truth through, how he provides like a very um, a very like diffused perspective. And just, I just love him. So mm-hmm. Russell Brand is someone I really look up to. Not necessarily a mentor. I'm working with a few people for like intuition stuff and psychic stuff right now. But um, I think he's like my person that I'm like, oh, wow, I, I want to emulate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way about the him. Best. What's on the horizon for you with the psychic stuff? Like, could you see yourself pursuing and using that in a way? I don't know. It's like, I don't know if I could use, if I'd want to do readings or anything, I could, but, um, I think I just want to figure it out on my own and let it like Mm -hmm. unfold in the way, but I'm just looking to really understand it more and have more, more confidence in myself. Cause I think when we have more confidence in our intuitive gifts overall, we're able to just live life much better anyways, and feel more confident in ourselves. Like our intuition is ourself. Mm -hmm. So I felt more confident in myself knowing my gifts, Mm -hmm. you know, Yeah. Even if you're just using it for you and your Mm -hmm. own involvement, that's something I'm always trying to figure out. The best. Yes. Being such a um, reflector and that I'm always like a chameleon in different situations. I I, all day long, I'm like, I'm just going to use these gifts for myself. Yes. No, I'm going to be an astrologer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make an astrology deck. No, I'm going to be a Kundalini teacher. It's the ongoing. It's always. I love that about you though. It's pretty fun. It's, it's I've learned to ride the wave mm-hmm. rather than get any sort of frustration about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's fun. I'm always changing. I love that. Yeah. And where can everyone find you? Almost 30 podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can listen to the episodes we did with Jordan. We have two. You can just search Jordan almost 30, almost 30.com. And then on Instagram, I'm at it's Krista, which is I T S Krista. Yes. Yay. You're good at this. Mm-hmm. You got that down. I got it down. This was so fun. This I absolutely amazing. love doing this We with talked you. about so much. I, I like... know. We talked about so much. I also just wanted to say, I meant to say this earlier. It is truly impressive the way that you're able to quote from all these different texts. Like oh, that's you've like, got mm-hmm. quotes just left and right. It's so amazing. That's one of my, it was one of my goals. Like whenever I'm interviewing or interviewing, you know, as an interviewer with the podcast, I just take notes of people that are amazing interviews mm-hmm. and I noticed that they would just pull quotes and they would say profound things from other teachers. And I just wanted to always do that. So there's like a bank of quotes that I love and that I know and that apply to things that I always want to bring through because mm-hmm. there's a lot of wisdom from other spiritual teachers, but that's very intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so intelligent. It mm-hmm. comes across. I love it. I love Thanks. it. It makes me want to do that too. Oh yeah. I'm more that person who's like, well, let me think about I feel like I'm just said. like more in my head and you're in your heart all the time though. So yours, like you might not be able to have a bank of quotes in your heart. <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you what I think they said, but yes. we can look it up later. Yes. That's, that's more like yes. how I am. Mine's like, I intellectualize everything. Yours is like straight from the heart. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know if a quote thing would fit, but that's true. I respect That's you either true. Way. Yeah. So I love, I love that you do yeah. that. It's so amazing. Oh, thanks. I'm so happy. We did I love you. I love we you love, so much. Love you, balanced blonde audience. Yes. Little shapeshifters. The shapeshifters. Shapeshifters. Okay, guys. Wow. What a good episode with Krista. I hope that it felt like you were just hanging out on my, at my kitchen table with us. I was going to say on the couch, but we were actually sitting at the kitchen table and that you learned so much from her. She's so wise, such an amazing friend to have in my life. And 
such an inspiration to so many. Something that was really cool when Krista and I were at dinner the night that we, the night before we recorded this episode, we were at a dinner, like we mentioned, and I got to see someone come up to her who was such a fan of her podcast, someone whose life had been completely changed by the Almost 30 podcast. And it was just so fun to, to watch them connect and to watch Krista. She's just so humble, so amazing. And to really see how much, how many people's lives have been impacted and how deeply by Krista's openness, her vulnerability, and her amazing podcast. So I'm very, very thankful to have had her on the show. This was so fun. Stay tuned because I will be back on her podcast soon with our friend Jenna. And I've also been on their show twice. If you listen to the first episode, you won't even recognize me because it's been like six years and... (laughs) totally different mission, totally different everything back then. But the episode that we did earlier this year is very special to me, very dear to my heart. So something um, I would highly recommend listening to if you want to hear more. Also, Krista has been on this podcast multiple times, usually with her co-host, Lindsay. So this is the first episode we did, just the two of us, and it was really fun. Again, if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, send me a screenshot so I can thank you by sending you my free yoga ebook and also entering you into my big holiday giveaway. Thank you to our sponsors for today's episode, Beekeepers Naturals. You guys have got to get on Beekeepers Naturals if you have not tried their bee propolis throat spray. It will change your life. Code Blonde for 25% off. We've got Four Sigmatic. You know Code Blonde there has been working for five years. And then we have Sakara, sakara.com slash balanced, which is just so incredibly special in all of the ways and just one of my favorite companies in the world. Thank you guys so much for being here. Cannot believe we only have one more week of episodes before I'm taking some time off. Really looking forward to everything that will come, everything that will come, this little baby boy and how much life is about to shift. Happy holiday season to everyone. I love you guys so much and we'll talk soon. I can't wait.